Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You can wrap this one, my friend, in maroon and white. Ten seconds, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Bingo! You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for joining me here on a Wednesday. If you'd like to get in touch, let's do it on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. Let's not forget Rhino down there, by the way, in Studio X, taking care of us, making sure everything runs properly. If anything goes wrong, as always, we do not blame Rhino. We blame me. It was always my fault. Uh, yeah, Mississippi State has a new head coach. His name is Jeff Lebby. And with Jeff Lebby comes the promise of touchdowns and offense and, and explosive plays and, and, and things Mississippi State fans didn't get to see much of this past uh, football season, and really these past few football seasons. And if you were to ask me before this search started, you know, what should Mississippi State be looking for in a head coach, I would say that Jeff Lebby checks, checks a lot of boxes for you. Um, obviously not a sitting head coach, and I thought that was important for Mississippi State, but once it became obvious the top targets there were going to stay put or were not going to take the Mississippi State job, then then Jeff Levy was probably the best option there amongst the coordinators. I didn't think State wanted to go defense again. I think they really wanted to put a focus on offense, on excitement, if you've listened to Levy's comments, if you listen to Zach Selman's, you keep hearing things about swag, cool, showtime, putting on a show. It's obvious Mississippi State, look, I'm not saying they listen to this show or the Thunder and Lightning podcast, but they should. But it's obvious that the, 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 the things we were talking about, about State lacking juice and State lacking excitement and State not being an entertaining product, the past 12 months have, have have been heard. And Zach Summon went out to find a guy that he thought could not only win a lot of football games, but could uh, make those football games exciting. You know, this is a time we talk about all the time of, 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 of fighting the couch, of fighting the television. You want to get people into the stadium, and you get them in there with touchdowns. You get them in there with wins. You know, the, the, and, and yeah, if you're if you're a fan of college football, you know if you're an Iowa fan, your team's ten and two. That's a great season, and you you love the end results. But those games are just torturous to watch. Mississippi State wanted to find a way to win games and be exciting to watch, and so that's why they've they've handed the reins over to Jeff Levy uh, now here in Starkville. Me for me personally, like I said, I think he checks a lot of the boxes Mississippi State wanted to find a young guy. A, an offensive guy who's 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 presided over statistically dominant offenses for the past six years, um, a guy who has a reputation as a as a good recruiter, 
uh, a guy who will attract good quarterback talent to your program because those quarterbacks know they're going to be put into a system that allows them a lot of opportunities, a lot of freedom, the ability to show off the arm, the ability to show what they can do uh, in the passing game. A guy who's you know coached under some some big time play callers. Leave the off the field stuff beside with Art Browse. That guy's an outstanding offensive football coach. Then Josh Heupel, and then Lane Kiffin, and then when given the keys to the kingdom at Oklahoma as an offensive coordinator and left kind of alone by his head coach Brent Venables, who is is a defensive guy. His offense this year is fourth nationally in offense in total offense and yardage, and third nationally in scoring offense. So the resume is very good, uh, in, in my opinion, for Jeff Levy. Um, on paper, it appears to be a guy who, who can have great success. Now, that said, uh, he is a first-time head coach, and you never know. You never know. You know, Do you have your next Dan Mullen, or do you have your next Joe Moorhead? That's, that's the question. We're not going to be able to answer that question until we get into the season. Um, and, and Jeff Levy has a lot of work to do. Primarily at the quarterback position. Will Rogers is gone. He is in the transfer portal. His last game at Mississippi State was in the Egg Bowl. Uh, long, great career. He will leave Starkville as the SEC's second all-time leading passer, and he has basically every passing record worth talking about in the Mississippi State record book. But his time in Starkville is done. Mike Wright, I like Mike Wright a lot. I think he's a good athlete. I think he's an outstanding student. An outstanding teammate. He brings a lot to your locker room, but we know that he is not an SEC quarterback. We saw that this year in the way that he played when given the opportunity. I like Chris Parson. I think he's an exciting young player. I think we saw some some glimpses of him and the things that he can do in the future, but he is not ready to take the reins of an SEC team as a redshirt freshman. That's His time will come, but it is not this time. So who is that quarterback going to be? He plays. He played somewhere else in 2023. Did he play at Oklahoma? Did he play at Arkansas? Did he play at Coastal Carolina? Did he play at Kansas State? These are some of the names we're going to be hearing over the next few weeks. Every quarterback that enters the portal, especially every Power 5 or reasonably successful quarterback in a Group of 5 school, is going to be linked in some way with Mississippi State. Because everybody knows Mississippi State's looking for a quarterback. And everybody knows that Jeff Levy is looking for a quarterback. And that's a, something that Mississippi State fans should feel pretty good about. Levy will bring in a quality quarterback. They will He will put some great weapons around them. State has some weapons. You know, I, I think next year you're going to see Tulu Griffin, Xavion Thomas, Creed Whittemore, Unleashed isn't the right word, right? Because I, I don't, I'm not saying these guys are going to be thousand yard receivers or anyway. But you're going to see them take a step forward. You're going to see what they can do uh, in an offense that is designed to uh, use their skills in a better fashion. And I think that you know they they, they define. Uh, I like Seth Davis a lot as a running back in this offense. I think he fits what Levy again wants to do. You know, he's smaller running back for sure. But a guy who can, you know, give you those explosive plays, he has that kind of breakaway elusive ability. So he, you know, he has some opportunities here. But make no mistake about it, and there's a lot of unknown for Mississippi State. And even if 
you're able to get some some key guys in there, and you're able to reshape this team through the transfer portal. It's going to be a tough year one, I think, for Jeff Levy. I think getting to a bowl game in year one at six and six, right now, I got you know he could surprise me with some of the uh, the, the transfers he's able to bring in. But I think you know right now, if you said Brian, what do you think about twenty twenty four? If State six and six, I think they can win all of their non conference games. Although they they have a couple of tough ones, you know Toledo is a really good group of five team. They they're eleven and one this year. We'll see what they look like next year. Arizona State on the road, it's always tough to win on the road. And then your conference schedule, yeah, you lose Alabama and LSU, but you pick up Georgia and Texas, so that's kind of a wash. But you know Florida, I don't have a whole lot of of Belief in Arkansas next year? Is Missouri a one-year flash in the pan? Or are they going to be good? Can you win at Tech? Can you beat Texas A&M? What are they going to be next year? State has some opportunities there to get a couple conference wins. And who knows? Maybe Jeff Libby can surprise you and do a little bit more. But if nothing else, I feel like the uh, the, the program. I, I I I hesitate to say it's only, it's under solid footing right now. Because there, there are some cracks in the foundation that Levy's going to have to patch up. It's not a total rebuild by any stretch of the imagination. But there are some things that Jeff Levy's going to have to do and get right before you can sit there and say with, with any confidence Mississippi State's going to be back amongst the, you know, say mid-tier of the SEC with a chance to have those special seasons that t- t- take you into a 12-team college football playoff. State missed out on that opportunity this year. This was a veteran-laden team with the right coaching. They probably had an opportunity to be a top twenty-five team and, and challenge for you know a high a good bowl game. It didn't work out that way. And now, if you're Mississippi State, you've missed out on your two. I always talk about that cycle and those five-year cycles: 2018, 2023, were your opportunities. You didn't take advantage. So it might be a few years before you're back up to do that. Or Jeff Levy could come in find some real key players in the portal and put together a great team and be back a little faster than you think. There's a lot of unknown right now with Jeff Levy, with Mississippi State, with what this team is going to look like next season. We are 21 days away. Three weeks from today is signing day. So we'll see what that high school class looks like and then the transfer portal. And Mississippi State, you know, if you're a Mississippi State fan who's made fun of Ole Miss, oh, they've taken too many transfers, but you're going to have to eat some words. Because State's going to look like that this year, too. They're going to be in the, the 20 transfer range, uh, if I had to guess. They are going to, to have to reshape this roster in quite a few ways. So we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, when we come back. We'll talk a little recruiting. We'll talk a little bit more about Jeff Levy just a minute. We'll be back in just a, just a few. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Thunder and lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. You called down the thunder. Well, now you got it. Thunder and lightning. Here on Super Talk Mississippi, I'm Brian Haydad on a Wednesday evening with you. Thanks for joining me. 
601-879-4395. That's the C Spire text line. You can get in touch with the show. Got some some text in here now. Bubba and Starville, how much will State pay for a top-rated quarterback? That's the question on who they can get. Yeah, it's all about NIL. It's all about money. You saw Matt Rule's comments. I don't know if I totally agree with what Matt Rule's saying there. $2 million. I don't know about that. But regardless, it's going to cost. It's going to cost. And so, you know, good thing State has the money. And we've been talking about the uh, the Bulldog Initiative and and. and I feel like there's a lot of doubters out there, but you know they they just completed their uh, their winning drive campaign for the matching donations. So that's an extra two mil in the coffers there. They're probably if, if if you know what I'm told is correct, and I have no reason to believe that it isn't. State's sitting around ten ten million dollars in NIL money right now, and that money that that number is growing every day uh, for Mississippi State. They've done a really really good job as of late of of. of getting people on board, and I think a lot of that has to do with Zach Selman. I think a lot of that has to do with having an athletic director who embraces NIL and getting that done as opposed to talking about challenges and having to do things a different way and, and, and you know, unsustainable models. You know, let, let other people worry about what the model is. What is the model right now? That's your job. Take care of it now instead of, you know, scurrying out the back door. So, so Sel- Selman's done a good job with that. Chase from Columbus, I'm just looking for improved. I'd like to see some discipline. I'd like to see if the offense is promising, waiting on recruiting to catch up to the scheme. I think if this this upcoming year looks a little bit like Dan Mullen's first year, everybody's in a good mood. You go back to Mullen's first year, they were five and seven. Obviously they beat Ole Miss in the egg ball. That was a huge win. But you know, they lost a couple of non conference games. They played a really tough non conference schedule. They played a, a top twenty five ranked Georgia Tech team and a top twenty five ranked Houston team. Next year's non-conference schedule is a little bit softer. Now the, the the conference schedule is very difficult, but if this team, you know, if they lose games forty-five thirty-five next year, if they, if they're scoring points but they just can't get some stops, which is what we thought we were going to see with Leach, honestly, right? We thought you know State would lose games, high-scoring games, and they never did. They they lost. The defense was good under Mike Leach, but the offense took some time to catch up. So we'll see if that's the case here. But yeah, if if, if State's six and six next year. I don't think there's going to be a lot of uh, of complaining. At least there shouldn't be, in my opinion. Um, just my opinion, but I think we're going to be closer to the 30 number in the portal, but that's okay. You could be right. You could very easily be right on that number. It's going to be a big number for Mississippi State trying to get this roster. I mean, think about just off the top of our heads, right? Let's not. We don't even have to think that hard, but Will Rogers is gone. Uh, Buki Watson, Jet Johnson, those guys are out of uh, eligibility. That's 250 tackles you've got to replace. Jaden Crumney and Nathan Pickering are gone. Um, Sean Preston is gone. Uh, DeCamry Richardson said he's coming back, but I mean, you, you've got to reshape that secondary in some ways. Um, I mean, DeMonte Russell is gone. So your whole starting defensive line is gone. Cole Smith, Nick Jones, Cam Jones, these guys are all gone. You know, a lot of your dollar bill is gone. Your offensive line that needs to be reshaped. There's a lot of, of people you're going to have to to find spots for. So yeah, you could very easily see up to 30 people in the portal, and we'll see from there. Bob and Starville again. Levy will call the plays, right? And defensive coordinator. No word on the defensive coordinator yet. I expect those those guys. You know, with, with the early signing day being three weeks from today, you got to get your people in. You don't have time to waste. Um, you you probably need to have a full staff by this time next by this time next week. Because you've got guys coming in for visits. You've got players you want to get committed. They're not going to commit when they don't know who their, their coaches are going to be. 
So for State, yeah, I, I, D.C., I don't know who that's going to be yet. We'll see. I'm sure names will start popping up. But Levy did say he's calling the plays, and I think that's the right move. You know, that's how, that's how you got to the dance, was you, you, you had a reputation as an elite play caller. So stick with it. Stick with what works. And, and, you know, if you feel like next year, if you feel as you get through the season, hey, this isn't really working and I don't have as much grasp on my program as I want because I'm too focused on the game planning here, I'm too focused on the calling of the plays, then you can make always change and make a change. You know, this isn't a, a Zach Arnett situation. Jeff Levy's going to get a, you know, a few years. So he's got some time to tinker, I guess, would be the way to say it. And we'll see where, see where it takes him. So, you know, we talk about recruiting. Like I said, we're going to start with the quarterbacks here in the portal. The name that people keep throwing out is Dylan Gabriel, who was Oklahoma's quarterback uh, this past season, these past two seasons. Prior to that, he was at Central Florida, was recruited by Jeff Levy. Uh, almost was at Ole Miss, was going to go to Ole Miss, and then Levy takes the Oklahoma job. Uh, he ta- he transfers to UCLA, and then when Levy gets that Oklahoma job, he goes to Oklahoma with him. So he's been he's been around a little bit. Uh, that's the nature of the, this. Is you know nowadays you know a lot of your football players, college football players, are going to be like some of your favorite major leaguers. They played for some teams. You know their baseball card has got a lot of teams on the back of it. Uh, Gabriel is a is a guy who's eligible, I believe, as a as a grad transfer. Not currently in the portal, so. There's always that. But there's a lot of talk at Oklahoma that they're ready to move on. They have a five-star uh, freshman, Jackson Arnold, and they're ready to go ahead and turn the reins over to him at this point. And so Gabriel might make sense. He's kind of followed Levy around. He knows the Levy system. He knows he can be successful in that system. So that's one to follow. Will Howard, the Kansas State quarterback, is an interesting uh, potential guy. Now, he is in the transfer portal. Quarterback who can make some things happen with his legs. That's going to be very key in the Levy system. They they want a running quarterback. If you if you need to if you're if you didn't watch a lot of Oklahoma, if you live here in Mississippi and you didn't watch a lot of Oklahoma, well, I'm sure a couple years ago you watched a lot of Ole Miss. That's the Jeff Levy, you know, that's Lane Kiffin's offense with Jeff Levy's fingerprints on it. You, what, what Matt Corral was what able to do. That's now that, that's asking a lot because Matt Corral had a fantastic uh, Ole Miss career. But you think about the big arm and the ability to make plays with your legs. That's the Jeff Levy quarterback. So if you're asking why Will Rogers, you know, doesn't want to see what's going to happen with with, with Jeff Levy, that's your answer. Will Rogers not a quarterback with a big arm, not a quarterback who can make things happen with his legs. Talented quarterback can do a lot of things for you, but those are two things where he, he's just not he's just not capable in those things. So he moves on. So Will Howard is a guy who can do those things. So he will be one to keep an eye on. We talked about Grayson McCall. A little earlier on the uh, on Sports Talk Mississippi, great runner, runs that that you know ran that that option system that Jamie Chadwell ran at Coastal Carolina all those years, but not the the most plus thrower in the world. So I don't know that he's a huge consideration for Mississippi State. A very interesting name to me is KJ Jefferson. So first off, just from a content standpoint, from a storytelling standpoint, I love it. Mississippi kid, sort of shunned by Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Uh, coming out of high school at North Panola, goes to Arkansas, has a great career there. His slat, his you know his this past season, not his best year. Uh, their offensive coaching went way downhill from Kendall Bryles to Dan Enos, and maybe now he looks to return to his home state for his final final year. One thing I always said about KJ Jefferson is that Dan Mullen had been at Mississippi State when he was being recruited. No chance he goes anywhere but Mississippi State. That that guy was a prototypical Dan Mullen quarterback. 
Now, he, he, he had fantastic years in 2021 and 2022. He was one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. But he took a step back last year. There's no getting around that. And he looked, at times, disinterested. Would he come back to Mississippi State? Would he come to Mississippi State and say, I'm, I, I want to have one great year here in my home state and put in the effort and the work to do that? If he could, that would be a fantastic story. Be a tremendous, tremendous from a from a content and a storytelling standpoint. And if KJ Jefferson is kind of the floor for Mississippi State, if 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 that's you know, hey, we missed out on a couple other guys, but we can get KJ. I mean that that's a good that's a good get to to have. That's a good uh, viable option for Mississippi State. I don't think he states first call, but he if he was interested in Mississippi State and you, you couldn't you know you missed out on a guy like Dylan Gabriel and you missed out on Will Howard and maybe a couple maybe another guy. I would you you would not want to say no to KJ Jefferson. I think he could be a very effective player for Mississippi State. I think he would play. I think he would be excited to come to Mississippi State too. I think he would like to play his last year in his, in his home state and give that that gift to his family. So, quarterback recruiting is going to be the key to everything else too. You know, because great receivers, great linemen, they want to play with great quarterbacks. They want to play in offenses that they know are going to be successful, and the quarterback is the key to that, especially in this Jeff Levy offense. You know, you, you're going to have to find a guy. Who can pull the trigger on those those deep deep throws? Who can make plays happen when things do break down? Can make plays happen with their legs? So there's there you know those guys are out there. Portal recruiting is going to be this year. I've said it for the past couple of years that it it keeps getting crazier. I feel like eventually it will balance out. Eventually it's gonna it's gonna level off, and you'll say okay, you're not gonna see as many guys in the portal this year. That's not this year. This year is going to be a crazy year in the portal. So we'll see where it goes. Mississippi State is going to get a quarterback out of the portal. And and we when we talked to Jeff Levy Monday night at his press conference, he said he felt very confident they would be able to get a good one out of the portal. Maybe he's already talked to some people. Maybe he's already got some ideas on, along those lines. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Let's talk some hoops when we come back. Not a great night for Mississippi State last night. Uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, at Georgia Tech. What happened there and where do they go from there? Let's talk about it when we come back. Uh, This is Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. Thunder and Lightning. On Super Talk Mississippi. I am absolutely and completely thunderstruck. Thunder and Lightning. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. If you're a podcast fan, please subscribe to the Thunder and Lightning Podcast. It's available wherever you get podcasts. It's also available at supertalk.fm. And uh, as always, if you will be kind enough to leave a five-star review, I'll let you say whatever you want about me. Don't care. Five-star review, though. That's the deal. Uh, I wasn't expecting this, Rhino. I'm going to make you work a little bit there, but uh, I'm going to need the uh, the Cruton song. If you could tee that up for us just uh, whenever you can, we'll, we'll get into that because uh, we've got some, some breaking news. 
All right, Mississippi State picks up a commitment from uh, junior college running back Johnny Daniels out of Colin uh, Community College down there in Capaya County. My good, our good friend Coach Glenn Davis, who we get the chance to visit with every so often, who used to coach running backs at Mississippi State under Jackie Sherrill. So you would think he would know what a, a good SEC running back is going to look like. Uh, but he has added to the uh, the twenty twenty four class as of now. No ranking yet from uh, from twenty four seven. That is, uh, they are they're kind of notoriously slow on the JUCO guys. So we'll see what happens there. But State has added another uh, another commitment to the class there. So uh, I I don't expect that to be the last one in the uh, the coming days as we get closer and closer to uh, to signing day. All right, let's talk some hoops. Um, not a good night last night in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, and I'll, I'll just go ahead and tell you right now that that game, Mississippi State-Georgia Tech, we when we get to uh, to March, we're going to be looking at that and circling it as, you know, if State is a, a seven seed versus a five seed, that, 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 that game could play a role. Because I don't think that's a very good Georgia Tech team. But Mississippi State just showed up really for the first time under Chris Jans. They didn't look like they were ready to play. Um, they, 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 they did not they did not have that same edge and attitude that they have been playing with under Jans all this time. Now defensively they were okay. They only gave up the sixty five points or sixty seven points, but offensively just miserable and just settling for three pointers, not getting their touches down in the post, um, and and they had some breaks go against them. But that's part of winning and losing is is you got to make those breaks happen. So I'm not going to overreact. Yeah, I don't think it's over or anything. Stop saying it's over. No, I, I I do think that this is still a very good basketball team. They'll be fine. They'll shake that off. I do think that you know this game uh, Sunday against Southern University, uh, Mississippi State will come out very focused. My, if I had to guess, this is cliche. Now I know it's cliche. You you have a loss, and they're like, man, I wouldn't want to be at practice the next week. But I really wouldn't want to be with Chris Chans after that game. I feel like he he will uh, that those practices will have a little edge to them uh, this week. I still like what I'm seeing from this 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 basketball team, though. I still like that uh, the way they play. I still like the way that they they you know have have been finding new guys. All of their newcomers seem to be finding a fit. Hubbard, uh, Fort, Scott, Bell, the, the guy Andrew Taylor, though. I don't know what's the, what's the deal there. That's a very surprising situation. Now maybe it, it'll work itself out, and by the end of the season, he'll be a big time contributor. But you know, was told that he he. Was asked if he wanted to go in the game uh, last weekend, and turned it down. And that's something I you don't you don't hear. You know you don't want minutes. You don't want to get out there on the court and and, and try to you know work through your your issues. That's a very concerning uh, idea, especially for a guy that you know. You go back and listen to me talk about this basketball team in the preseason. I thought Andrew Taylor was going to be a huge contributor. This is a guy who averaged twenty points a game last year at Marshall and. You know, you think about if Mississippi State got a wide receiver from Marshall, and he has a thousand-yard receiver. I wouldn't expect him to be a thousand-yard receiver at Mississippi State because there is a huge level of competition difference in, in those two college football programs. But in college basketball, it's not as great, and there are a lot of great mid-major programs out there, and there are a lot of great mid-major basketball players out there who can come in in year one and play at the SEC level, no questions asked, no, no, no doubt about it. 
And I thought Taylor was going to be one of those guys. And he has not been thus far. Has not been thus far. And so the fact that you think about where I was back in July, right? And I'm thinking, okay, this Taylor kid's going to be a big contributor for State. And obviously they have Tolu Smith, who's the best you know, big man in the SEC. And they don't have either one of those guys through injury or just inability. And they're still winning games. I mean, that that's pretty good. They're, they're pretty good. Hubbard has been a lot better early on than I thought he would be. Um, Trey Ford has given them some things, some, some moments. He, he hasn't played well at, since the past couple of, the first couple of games. He was really, really good and he's taken a step back there. They need to find a, a little bit, you know, more consistency from him. Deshaun Davis, though, Cam Matthews, DJ Jeffries, you, you kind of know what you're getting from those guys. Jimmy Bell has been a, a big, big positive surprise for Mississippi State thus far. Been very pleased with, with seeing what, what we see from him, but, we talked about in the offseason that, uh, you know, even without Tolu, they were, you know, they, they, they didn't have a whole ton of, of, of wiggle room in terms of, of non-conference losses. There was definitely not going to be a, you know, they, they couldn't lose five games in the non-conference and then just count on the committee to say, well, you know, they didn't have Tolu Smith. That's not going to happen. So you look at this remaining schedule, you know, this game with uh, with Southern, then they're in Atlanta to play Tulane, back to Atlanta, but not at Georgia Tech's campus. Murray State, North Texas, then up to New Jersey to play Rutgers, and then they finish out North non-conference home against Bethune-Cookman. They, they can't drop another one. One is probably the maximum they could drop and still feel really good about where they were going into conference play. Now, there's a lot. There's 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 I wouldn't say there's a lot of smoke. But I would say that there is some smoke that Tolu Smith could be back a little earlier than originally projected, that he could be back at the start of conference play. So that's that's pretty good. That's good news, obviously, for Mississippi State. So we'll see. We'll see where it takes them. But like I said, they just they, last night. I don't think it was a talent issue for Mississippi State. I don't think George. I you know I hate I hate saying this. I hate saying this kind of thing. The whole. I think the better team lost, but I mean, I think when we look back at the end of the season, Mississippi State will be in the NCAA tournament and Georgia Tech will not. And so it was just a bad night. You can have bad nights, you know, they happen. Every every team has one. No one no one's going undefeated anymore. And, you know, not since 1976 has that been a, a, a thing in college basketball. You've had some get close. Some take it all the way to the very end, but nobody's been able to pull it off yet. So tough game for Mississippi State. They, they you know, like I said, they got a Refocus. They're back on the court on Sunday, and then they'll they'll kind of go from there. So, uh, speaking of the hoops, Mississippi State women at the end of the first quarter with a two point lead over the Miami Hurricanes. They're playing in the uh, the women's side now of the SEC ACC Challenge. State only playing seven players tonight. A couple of injuries and an illness uh, have that roster kind of uh, kind of strapped as far as depth goes. So they'll they'll, they'll have some work to do. Uh, to, to, to hold on to that that lead there against a pretty good Miami team uh, in the Humphrey Coliseum. So, but they do have uh, Sam Purcell back. He, he missed us. Uh, was it Sunday Sunday's game against Tulsa? He was he had an illness there. Maybe he should stay away though. They won by fifty points. Somebody tell Sam like, yeah, they got it. They got it without you. We'll see how that goes. So, women's basketball off to a good start too. Both teams ranked in the top twenty-five. Both teams. Uh, looking like they're going to be, uh, you know, like I said, contenders 
uh, throughout the year in the conference and has some opportunities, you know, to to play for not not only play for the tournament, to play for seeding and be those kind of teams that you know you, you where you're not looking at bubble watch every five minutes, where you're not updating the bracketology. Every time it comes out, like, where are we? Where are we? You know, you're just like, all right, we're in there. I'll, I'll, I'll look at the seed later. It's been a while for Mississippi State, the men for that. You know, it's been since, uh, Quindary Weatherspoon's senior year, where they were just, you know, they, at the end of December, they were in and they stayed in the whole way. And it was just never a worry for anybody. The next year was all about the bubble. I remember doing bubble updates every, every week on, uh, on supertalk.fm and just like, okay, here's what they are and here's what they're projected and this, that. And so, yeah, that's not what you want. You'd rather just not have to deal with it. So we'll see if that's the case for uh, for Mississippi State as, as this season goes along. So I still like the team. Though. Don't, 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 don't sweat. Don't sweat. Bad night, they'll shake it off. Now, they string together a couple bad nights. We'll change it. We'll, 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 we'll turn the car around, you know. As always, one of our rules here on Thunder and Lightning, we get new information, we can change our mind. I don't feel like I got new information last night. I feel like I just I saw a blip. I saw an outlier. That's where that's where I am. I could be wrong. Been wrong before. Man, have I been wrong before. How many times? When we come back, I have a thank you to pass along. And it's to all of you. So if you if you enjoy getting thank yous, stay tuned. We'll talk a little bit about that uh, when we come back and some final thoughts on Jeff Levy uh, as well. This is Thunder and Lightning. We are live here on Super Talk Mississippi. Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. I was saying earlier today to some friends, I was like, this, this feels like the first day of the offseason for me, and I guess it kind of is, but having, what, eight home games this year, a coaching change, now, a, you know, a search that lasted a week and a half, everything else going on. I'm not trying to say for a second that I work hard. I want to make that, that clear. I have a very, I have a cush job. I don't, I will never deny that. But for a cush job, it's been, it was been, there's been some difficulties this year. There's been some, some, some work to do. So, uh, what I wanted to say though was thank you. Uh, today is, if you're a Spotify user, and a lot of you are, today is Spotify wrapped day. And what that is, if you're not a Spotify user, is basically Spotify tells you, Hey, these are all the songs you've listened to this year on our app. And these are all the podcasts you've listened to this year on our app. And so I always look forward to this day because I get a lot of great messages on Twitter 
people saying, hey, here, here you are, you're my number one podcast. Hey, here's all the minutes I've listened to you. There was one guy today. Now, Spotify also sends out a, uh, a thing to creators so I can see how many episodes we did and what all my numbers and stuff. So according to Spotify, we, we, we had 11,500 minutes of podcast in the past year. Okay, so 11,500 minutes of me and Robbie Falk talking to provide content. And there was one guy who sent a, a, a tweet with his screen grab that he listened to 12,400 minutes, which means he listened to every minute of every podcast and somehow also found something interesting enough to go back and listen to it for 900 more minutes. Shout out to that guy. Appreciate that. Appreciate all of you out there. Uh, just looking at our numbers here, we were up 88% over last year in terms of uh, streams. 2,300 people had us in their top 10 podcasts, uh, 2,000 in their top five, and just under 1,000 people. We were the number one podcast for them. Now, I know there's a lot of Mississippi State podcasts out there, but Robbie and I work really hard to try to make ours the best podcast out there, and we really appreciate all you guys tuning in uh, on a daily basis. Uh, we have a lot of fun doing it. We have a lot of good times doing it. And uh, we're going to continue to do it uh, in 2024. And we've still got a lot of podcasts left to, uh, for 2023 as well. We've we've still got coaches to get hired here at Mississippi State. There's still recruits to bring in at Mississippi State. There's still plenty of basketball games left to be played uh, in this calendar year. So, again, thank you, thank you, thank you for all you guys who tune in uh, and, and and listen. And for, if you If you like our show, tell a friend. And if you don't, Tell an enemy, and we will continue to keep going here on Thunder and Lightning and on this live show as well. And I once again want to thank everybody at Super Talk for providing me this awesome platform to come in here and talk to you guys about Mississippi State sports. I really enjoy it, except for this one guy who's, who said he, he would rather, much rather have the Lars Larson show on right now. Sorry, it's available online. You can always just listen to it on your, on, you know, somewhere else. So. So he says uh, we could do this show during three, three to six if we didn't spend so much time talking about cooking and water balloon tossing. Well, people want to hear about cooking and water balloon tossing, sir. Those are some of the times we get the most interaction with our fans here on the Ceasefire text line. So we're going to keep doing it. And there's, I'll tell you what you can do about it. Nothing. And like it. There we go. Always love Spotify Rap Day. You will never guess who my uh, number one musical artist was on Spotify Rap today. It was the WWE. I listen to a lot of wrestling theme music. Right before I come into the show, I'm just like, let's go. I'll play, I'll play Head of the Table just to get ready for the show. So, you know, I can be acknowledged here. And then the rest of the bands were pretty normal. Alice in Chains, Van Halen. Do you do Spotify, Rhino? I do not. Ah, see, I would love to hear your, your rap. I would love to hear who's the, the artist. Who do you think it is? Oh, there's no telling. Yeah. <laughs> You got you keep the keep the variety. Oh yeah, I got you. I got you. So, all right. I'm trying to see if I can get one more score update for you guys before we get out of here on the uh, on the women's game. They they they're, they're str- oh states on a 13 to two run, so they're up six now, 35 29 in the second quarter. So that's good to see, and uh, it's gonna be a tough game for them. Like I said, only playing seven players tonight. So if they can get that win, that would be a huge. A huge win for Sam Purcell and his uh, his ladies there. Thunder and lightning uh, tomorrow. 
Talk a little uh, coaching staff. Chad Bumpus and David Turner are back. Is anybody else going to be back? Is anybody else coming in? We'll talk about that. Uh, there's going to be plenty of recruiting talk, uh, especially here in the city of Starkville. The, the recruitment for Stonka Burnside is about to get it's about to get after it. He, he announced today to my my co-host partner Robbie Falk that uh, it's got a top two, and it's Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Here we go. Here we go. We'll see how who wins that battle in the end for one of the states. Uh, top football players. Guys, I really appreciate you tuning in on a Wednesday night. And uh, we'll be back with you tomorrow on Sports Talk Mississippi. For Rhino down there in Studio X, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks again for listening to Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.